Welcome to the Jasper Blueprint, a podcast for established business leaders to explore what it takes to build a robust business in a rapidly changing operating environment. The volume and scope of decisions you need to make and the uncertainty and constraints you operate within aren't going anywhere. So this time that we have together here is a window that you can carve out to think, reflect and question so that you and your business can grow. Unexamined beliefs about the purpose of business limit your ability to make money. Let me show you a different way to think about, build and run your business. Because business is not a zero-sum game. Someone doesn't have to lose for you to win. Your choices aren't binary. Money and meaning aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, I'll show you how merging money and meaning is the competitive advantage your business has been missing. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to look at the question of why do you actually need a Jasper Blueprint? And the overarching idea that I want to leave with you, where I'm being a little bit cheeky, is to say to you that there's no such thing as normal. And that much of the language that I'm hearing and things that I'm seeing out there in the market is giving me a sense that there are business leaders who are feeling overwhelmed and stressed but are waiting or hoping that the world is going to stop being so crazy and go back to being normal or go back to what it used to be. And if there's one thing I leave you with today, it's the little truth bomb that that is not going to happen. There is no such thing as normal and the world is not going back to what it used to be. So. Let's jump in and I'm just going to run you through a few of the big ideas that sit behind why it is that we as business leaders need a Jasper Blueprint. And to remind you, in case you haven't listened to the first few episodes, your Jasper Blueprint is the methodology that I've created where you're able to develop your own customised decision-making tools. So you spend the time to get really clear on what is most important to you and your organization, and then you're able to use that as your filters for decision-making and use that to guide you. So the Jasper component of your Jasper blueprint, Jasper was a touchstone. So it was used to test for the purity of gold. So you're using this decision-making tool set that you build to help you figure out whether you're in alignment with what matters most to your organization. So that's the touchstone piece. And the blueprint component is that it's practical and it gets you into being able to run your business better and ultimately be able to do the piece, which is my great passion of merging money and meaning. So that's your Jasper blueprint. So let's jump in now to thinking about some of the aspects of why it is you need to have a Jasper Blueprint. The first piece that I want to go through with you is the fact that our strengths are our weaknesses. So if we think of these things as two sides of the same coin, I'm a big fan of strengths-based leadership and of 
using that type of approach, not only with ourselves as leaders, but with our teams and creating a platform for others to step into and operate from a place of their strengths, their natural strengths. But we also need to be honest with ourselves about the fact that there's a flip side to that. So just like Patrick Lencioni talks about in your core values, you have a tendency to go too far. The same goes with our strengths. Our strengths can turn into a weakness. There is a shadow side when we have that tendency to go too far with something that's deeply innate and natural to us. And so for those of us who are leaders, who are entrepreneurs, who are used to being the person who is the achiever, is driven, is goal-focused, and able to be that kind of high performer, if you like. The downside of that, or the shadow side, is that we are also people who can therefore get distracted very easily by shiny things. I'll put my hand up for that one. And without meaning to, fall into the trap of chasing someone else's dream, someone else's goals, or someone else's ideas of what success is. And so this piece is really important when we think about one of the reasons why we need a Jasper Blueprint. If you are a business leader running a small or medium-sized business, then without using something like the methodology I've created in the Jasper Blueprint, it is more than likely going to be the case that a significant percentage of your time and effort over the course of your life and your career is going to be you running really hard in the wrong direction. And when I say wrong, I don't mean that in terms of me judging you. I don't mean it's morally wrong. What I mean is it's wrong for you because it will not bring you the satisfaction, the fulfillment that you are looking for because what you're chasing after isn't actually something that deeply drives or motivates you. It's not really meaningful for you. And so that's the first piece. We want to be able to help you get really clear on what those drivers are, what is important, what you care about, what you want to contribute to, both as an individual leader and then within the context of your business. That's the first piece. So our strengths are our weaknesses. That's why you need a Jasper Blueprint, so that you'll spend more of your time on track trending in the direction of what is most important to you rather than chasing after someone else's idea of what success is. The second piece I already hinted at at the beginning, which is this idea of the fact that there is no such thing as normal. It is about reminding you that if you're waiting for the world to go back to normal, If you have been listening in or you're someone I've been in conversations with and and you've thought, oh, I do want to engage with what it might look like in my particular business to merge money and meaning, and I will have that conversation and do that work with Bessie at some point when things calm down or when I'm not so stretched or when the world goes back to normal. If that's the headspace you're in, I really want to challenge you today that that's the exact reason why you need to do this work. That is the exact reason why you need a Jasper Blueprint and you need to spend the time to get to clarity on these foundational elements now. Not one day, not in 18 months, not in three years' time, now. It is critical work and it is the essential job that is yours and yours alone as the leader. 
this is not the kind of thinking and vision work or clarity work that you can pass on and delegate to someone else. You need to do it. And so I want to encourage you that you need a Jasper blueprint because the reality is we are living in crazy times. (laughs) Let's be honest. But that is not going away. The speed of change is not slowing down. It is going to only increase. The amount of things that are being bombarding you and the decisions you're having to make is only going to increase. That's not going to slow down. And so what we need to do is equip you with both the clarity and then the tools to use in an ongoing way so that you can actually not just survive and sort of drag yourself over the finish line, but that you can actually flourish, that you can find flow, that you can find that beautiful sweet spot that I'm always talking about of merging money and meaning so that you are unapologetically running a really solid financially stable business, but you are also unapologetically tuned into, conscious of, and taking responsibility for the decisions you're making in your core business activities and the flow-on impacts that they have in the world. When you do both of those things, you actually increase the power of both. So you create this beautiful self-reinforcing loop that I often speak about and refer to. The last piece I want to touch on related to why you need a Jasper Blueprint is that there's three key things that I see a Jasper Blueprint enabling for business leaders like you, which is the piece that gets me excited in terms of what is possible when you do this work. The first is that it sharpens your strategy. So I have been operating in this space for 24 years now, and it is always fascinating how quickly people shift the conversation around thinking that the work I do and the pieces that I'm asking you to get clarity on, a small little side piece over here that's a nice to have, that's a bit of a feel-good factor, and they have missed the point that this is actually your core business strategy. This is the main game. And so what I am going to sort of labor the point on a little bit here is that the first aspect of what a Jasper Blueprint enables is a sharpening of your strategy. So when you work with me, when you do these exercises and you go through the methodology, you are going to be really focused on figuring out what that end game is, importantly, how you're going to know if you're on track, are you trending in direction of your vision, and get down to the nitty-gritty of the uniqueness of what you as a business bring. Where are those opportunities? You're going to understand risk far more effectively and in a holistic manner way more than you will do if you go and just work with a standard growth and business strategy consultant or someone who is simply talking about things in a really old school way and looking at business in a really one-dimensional way. This kind of approach to thinking about your business and strategy is just in a league of its own. So the first piece it's going to enable is it's going to sharpen your strategy. The next piece is it's going to strengthen your financial stability. And this is an interesting one that most people are really relieved to hear. Because again, when we think about 
what we've been programmed to expect. Usually, if someone is talking about having a really positive impact or that sense of meaning or contribution, our minds naturally go to, oh, okay, so they're asking me to do something that's going to be an expense or a distraction from my strategy. It's going to cost us money as a business. It's over in that category of our corporate social responsibility or our philanthropy, our giving donations. Or if we are the kind of business that has a foundation or a family business with a foundation, we think of that conversation separate to our business. And the opposite of making money, we think it's going to cost us money. When you do this work and think about developing a Jasper blueprint, it strengthens the financial stability of your business. So all the pieces I just ran you through before around how we look at risk differently, how we spot opportunities and learn to innovate through the way we business model and understand the connections of each of the components of what it is we're trying to contribute to in the world, how that plays out and affects aspects of our core business and the way we actually operate. And we embed those things to make sure we are unapologetically connecting what we care about to these core competitive advantages. So I've mapped out nine competitive advantages and I get you to focus in on which ones are the most natural connections for you to be really consciously driving in your business model. And this approach that is in that category, as I said, of unapologetically making money and that helps you strengthen the financial stability of your business, that's a game changer. Because what it means is you are not put in a position where you really would love to do more meaningful work. You really would love to be able to put your head on the pillow at night and feel proud of of your business and of all that you're creating in the world. But you keep getting trapped because you can only have that sense when things are going really well or when there's extra money, extra time in the business that you can then be generous or give. This approach changes that for you. Because suddenly you have learnt the skills, you have mastered business modelling and your whole mindset towards the purpose of business and how to use your business modelling skills to integrate this into the core business itself, not see it as something external and about giving to another organisation, to a charity or making a donation. That shift and being equipped with those skills is going to change everything. It's going to embed these practices in a far more sustainable way that you'll be able to keep front and centre in an ongoing way because it actually makes financial sense as well as being something that has the feel-good factor and the contribution at its heart. The last component of the three factors that a Jasper Blueprint enables that I want to just run through with you now is that it streamlines your decision-making. So I mentioned to you at the beginning that as you develop your Jasper Blueprint, you get clarity on those fundamental foundational elements of what is most important to you and your organization. And then you build up these filters that are customized to you that have a way that as you go through the decision-making tools, you are now not being bombarded where it feels like all 150 questions that are being thrown at you and all 15 opportunities that are emerging are being treated as if they're equal, you have a way 
in an ongoing repeatable process, you have a way of actually being able to prioritize and filter those and not based on someone else's preferences or someone else's values, but based on yours. That customized piece is really important. So that's the last piece is it actually allows you to streamline decision-making, dropping out the overwhelm, dropping out the wasting of time and you having to micromanage everyone. When you put all three of those pieces together, when you put together the sharpening of your strategy, the strengthening of your financial stability and the streamlining of decision-making, that for you as a leader changes every aspect of how you experience running your business. Because your clarity allows you to transfer that to a team in a completely new way that allows them to step up into their own brilliance, that allows them to know what it looks like to actually deliver and perform to that vision and to make decisions themselves so you're not always pulled down into the weeds. And then when you combine that with the financial stability being strengthened, you're also not feeling uncomfortable of like, oh my goodness, I've set this expectation or people on the team or our customers expect us to deliver these types of things and I don't know how I'm going to deliver that in the back end of my business either from a feasibility perspective or from the bottom line the viability all of that is removed when you go about things in this way so they're the kind of exciting pieces that are enabled in the mix i want to shift gears now into from a reflective exercise perspective I want to use a question that was asked by one of you, Paul Cooperman. I'm looking at you. Thank you for this question. So Paul asked a question, which was, how do you stand out from the crowd and find a unique offering in a sea of similarly ambitious and positive businesses with heart? Great question, Paul. And I think many people struggle with that aspect of how do you position yourself? How do you differentiate? There is a lot of noise out there in the market. And when we're trying to run sustainable businesses, that is going to be really important. We can't just blend in. So the piece that I want to talk to here is that the first aspect is around clarity. So when we think about how we stand out, what you need to do to stand out is to have clarity. So all of these pieces I talked about related to figuring out what is most important to you, what that strategy is, what is your vision, where do you sit, who are you as an organisation. Those unique aspects and getting foundational pieces really clear both in your mind and in the articulations that you give to your team and yourself and the market are going to be the first part of how you actually stand out. So clarity is the first bit. The second piece is the reminder that business is not actually a zero-sum game. This piece is important because when we go back to the purpose of business, I want you to always be thinking about the fact that business is not about profit maximization. You don't need to run your business in a way where if you win, it's at the expense of someone else losing and you winning. And so when we think about how we stand out, how do we actually find that unique offering in the busy market, I want to encourage you to realise that you getting more doesn't have to mean someone else gets less. And that's important because it goes back to that, it's not a zero-sum game piece. 
So what I want you to really think about related to this is that when you have clarity on what you bring and when you stop thinking about it as a zero-sum game, it allows you to have the ability to be more generous and to, in that, what I mean is like to point out where other people are better equipped to do something. So when we have this aspect of we know the value that we bring and we then celebrate the value other people bring, we relax into that. That is a far more powerful place to operate and way to engage as a business than to be coming at it from a place of scarcity or lack and the worry that someone else is going to beat us or win. So the last piece here that I would say in relation to this question around how we stand out, how you actually compete in this noisy market, is to say, don't try to be all things to all people. So again, when we think about this aspect of getting clear, the importance of clarity and using your Jasper blueprint to get clarity on those foundational elements. If we stop trying to be all things to all people, then we are able to really get confident and get the mastery through repetition on the areas that are our unique brilliance, where we do differentiate ourselves in the market and speak to what we bring that is unique. That aspect is going to be really important in setting yourself apart. So before we wrap up, I want to leave you, I always am someone who is a fan of moving beyond the conversation. And so I want to leave you with what I call a drive to action. And I'm going to challenge you to do two things over the next week. The first is that when we think about these aspects we've talked about today, I want you to take some time to think of how would you describe the unique brilliance that your business brings to the market. And this week, I want you to claim that brilliance publicly. So find a way that feels natural for you. Everyone's different in what this might look like. You might want to write a blog that shares a story around one of the transformations that you've been able to be part of with a client, if that feels like the best way to sort of give a platform to or demonstrate your company's brilliance. You might want to go live on social media or record a podcast, whatever that looks like for you, or just doing a quick, simple post that describes your company and your brilliance. So think about that and over the next week, publicly claim your brilliance, that uniqueness that your company brings. And the second piece I want you to do in terms of this drive to action is to then also publicly celebrate someone else's brilliance, whether that's an individual or whether that's a company. Start to get into the practice of shifting out of that scarcity mindset and into the mindset of abundance and really embracing the fact that this is not a limited pie where when I take a slice, there's less for you. Come from that place of abundance instead of scarcity. So this week, your challenge in the drive to action is to publicly claim your brilliance and then to also publicly take some time to celebrate someone else's brilliance. When you bring both of those things together, you're going to be in a really powerful position. 
I hope that's helpful and I would love to hear any thoughts or how that plays out for you. And as always, if you have any questions, when you think about what's it going to take for you in your business to merge money and meaning, I would love you to share those questions with me. And just like I answered Paul's question today and Sasha's question last week and Mariah's question the week before, I would love to answer yours. So please do share them. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Jasper Blueprint. If you found what I shared today valuable or think that it would be good for a business leader that you know, please share the episode. Another way to help the podcast is to provide a rating and written review on your podcast app. The written review is important because it helps others learn about the show and how they can think differently about their business. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or go to bessiegraham.com. I'm Bessie Graham. And remember, business is not a zero-sum game. You can create a win-win. <laughs>